0: Hello and welcome to Talk of the Town. This is a show collaboration between the City of Winter Park, the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, and Rollins College, and each show provides useful information and a transparent look into the happenings here in Winter Park, Florida. We've been off for a few months, but we are back and eager collectively to bring this forum to our Winter Park community. I'm Sam Stark, Vice President here at Rollins, and I'm pleased to serve as the host of the show. And with me today, as always, our co hosts, uh, Betsy Gardner Eckbert, President and CEO of the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, and Phil Anderson, Mayor of the City of Winter Park. It's great to have the band back together. <laughs> well, <Welcome. laughs>
1: Thank you, Seb. Great to back be back. Back to school is a wonderful thing. It's We're enjoying sure, it. it.
0: It sure is. So. Wow, it's good to be back, and um, great that we're here. We have a a great show, two fantastic guests, um, and a lot of updates to share, and maybe we'll just lead with that and uh, just sort of hear quickly what's going on in your space and within our community, and then we'll get to our guests, uh, Jason Seeley um, and Paul Twyford. So, Mayor, uh, we'll start with you. What's happening here in the great city of Winter Park?
2: Well, Sam, it's, uh, you know, it's an exciting time in Winter Park. Uh, you know, the season starts again. You know, we have a little summer break in the city as well. And uh, now everything that's happening is happening. All of our organizations are coming back to life. And nothing really spells excitement quite like adopting your next fiscal year budget. <laughs> and so you know, for those of you that don't know, we run on a September to September uh, fiscal year. And so we are actually in the process of adopting our budget. It's a great expression of our priorities. Uh, We certainly have prioritized, you know, our public safety departments, our police and fire. Uh, We've prioritized our parks, which we'll talk about a little bit more. And, you know, Winter Park is in a great place. And unlike a lot of other places... Cities have to balance their budget, which means that we actually have to have the revenues in hand before we can spend the money. And uh, so we're excited to, to announce that yet again we balance, you know, we're putting forward a balanced budget.
0: That's fantastic.
2: I think the other thing I'd just like to share is, uh, you know, at the end of September, um, you know, one of the things that September is known for is, is two things. It's Constitution Week. Uh, We have Constitution Week, uh, the third week of September, where we celebrate the Constitution. Um, But we also remember 9-11 and, you know, the tragedy that struck many years ago. And I just want to commend our police and fire departments for really memorializing that day with a a very appropriate fitness challenge. And uh, if you happened to be out looking uh, over by Uncanny Fitness... You'd have seen them dragging uh, you know, dummies and a foot race and doing all these things, and they have three heats. Each heat was based on when the first plane crashed into the buildings. And so I bring it up not so much as a it, – it's really just a, a positive way to reinforce the memory and, and why our public safety department and our police and fire department are just in such an important part of the city. But um, – Lots of other things going on in the city. Um you know the President of the Chamber and I continue to work on our economic development plan uh for the city. And uh but that's really where it's we great. are right now.
0: Budget's great. no small task and um the concept of a balanced budget in government <laughs> is so odd to hear, but uh fantastic to know. And uh I I do know that uh, you, you all do a great job with that. So Congrats on that. Betsy, how's, uh, how's life in the uh, Chamber of Commerce world?
1: You can definitely tell that everybody's back in town, and we love it, especially seeing students on Rollins' campus. Um, we're focused on several things right now. The main event is the Art Festival, which we're going to hear a little bit more about later. But right now, we are in the throes of supporting the 1 cent or 1% sales tax referendum across Orange County. We're delighted that our city commission passed a unanimous resolution in support of that effort. And I serve on a task force for Mayor Demings um, to assist in the messaging across the county for that. So we've got several programs we're working on with respect to that communications plan and a public information campaign to help our citizens understand how important it is that we get this passed. Not only will it increase the fleet of our Lynx buses, which will help get employees to workplaces, but it will help us uh, improve the Sunrail service reliability and regular service. We're looking forward to seeing what happens to Park Avenue when our merchants can enjoy visitation on the rail and f- the weekends, for example, and then ultimately Uh, This is the infrastructure that's needed to to get rail to the airport, which we know our citizens really care about. I think the most significant feature of that is that there'll be about three million dollars flowing to the city itself to fix our own home rule determined uh, traffic problems, which I think is a really key benefit of this and something that our citizens need to advocate for so that we, you know, traffic tops the list at every single municipal election of of our citizens biggest concern this is the easiest and best and most targeted way to attack that problem head-on so we're spending time on that on friday we'll be convening a panel on affordable housing and um focusing on that issue and then we are in best of winter park voting right now so nominations closed last week we're opening up voting next week
0: some big uh Topics uh, in front of uh, your organization and our community. I will, I will share that in, I think it was 2002 when I was actually in your role, the chamber uh, supported Mobility 2020, almost in essence the same referendum for the Orange County community. And sadly, the community just resoundingly rejected it. And um, I, boy, I, I, you know, you sort of hope that people have suffered enough and, and get it now that you have to spend a little bit in this space and the effect. For our community, for our region, for our tourism economy is just so important that, um, boy, I'm optimistic. I'm delighted, too, that, the, that, you know, Mayor, that you all really sort of stepped up and said, yeah, we're in on this, too.
2: Absolutely. It, it makes such a difference for the future of SunRail and, frankly, all forms of mass transit where you're trying to get to the airport or Miami or Tampa. The connectivity by rail is a big deal. Yeah.
1: Well, and rarely do we have an opportunity to get somebody else to foot half the bill for our own transportation infrastructure improvements. And certainly because it's a sales tax, obviously so many of our visitors who do contribute to the clogging of our roads are going to be able to assist in addressing some of that. So we do hope that the word gets out. Um, The the election is obviously November 8th, and we hope people will bear in mind how critical it is to support this referendum. We're pleased that the millage rate increase for Orange County Public Schools just Passed in August, so hopefully, this community has got an appetite to tax itself into a a higher mode of being, so to speak. Um, So, those are the highlights for us right now.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Let me just share a couple things going on here, right? Rollins opened up class um, for this academic year, the first sort of non COVID impacted school year in a couple years, and um, it's been fantastic. It's fun to see the campus really kind of back to what. You know, some of us remember pre-COVID, a lot of energy. Uh, the class is the largest incoming class in the history of the college, and uh, that's just fantastic. Another year of record applications for, for Rollins, so we are excited about that. We shared a lot of that last week, uh, President Cornwell, at our State of the College, which uh, you both were kind enough to attend, and uh, we appreciate that. That's on our on the Rollins YouTube page, if you're on the YouTube site, if you're interested in watching a good hour or so of uh, of Rollins updates, but that was uh, that was pretty spectacular. Um, we're also coming forward relatively soon. We've sort of trying to put a bit of closure on our Innovation Triangle project, so we'll see how that all goes. Out started back in twenty twenty, and um, we'll see where where that takes us. But the the concept of moving our Rollins Museum of Art and our Crummer Graduate School of Business uh, next to the Alfont across the street there. So uh, f- we'll see where that all shakes out, but. Never a dull moment here as well, as I know it's the same in your worlds.
2: And I just I just wanted to tell, uh, say that the, the update on the state of Rollins was really fantastic and, for me, informative. Oh, good. You know, when we talk about the city of Winter Park, you know, founded in 1882, the next sentence we talk, and we have the first college in the entire state of Florida founded in 1885, I believe. That's right. And uh, so then the next sentence is, oh, and by the way, we have the top executive MBA program in the state at Crummer. And then we all now I have a new speaking point, which is I didn't realize this, but Rollins claims the top theater program in the state as well. Yes. And uh, which should make perfect sense, you know, given we have a wonderful new statue of uh, <laughs> right, down the, right down the hallway. But it was a great thing. Um, the other thing that was interesting to us at the city is the focus on sustainability yeah. that Rollins is bringing, you know, both nationally and internationally. And as part of that, uh, we also we already have a sustainability program and a, and a board within Winter Park. We're carving out one of those board member seats to be a position for Rollins to be on that board. So we get to sort of join forces yeah. for our community.
0: Love that. Thanks for your leadership in that space, and uh, it'll be great to see the two entities and uh, I know the business community, too, uh, sort of take that on as a, as a priority for the community. All right, well, let's get to our two guests. We're going to start with uh, Jason Seeley. Jason is with us. He is the director of Parks and Recreation here at the city of Winter Park, and um, that's a hard job. It's probably a great job in many ways, but probably hard in so many others, uh, but our parks inventory is world-class and Jason and his team do an amazing job of keeping our parks in great shape and in uh, and great use for our community. Um, so, Jason, thanks for being with us, and welcome to Talk of the Town.
3: Thank you for having me, Sam.
0: So give us an update. I know there's a lot going on. Um, maybe you can start with, um, you know, we, we sort of have a couple of these in our notes, but maybe you can start with uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Park
3: and um, what's happening sure, over there. Sure. So uh, MLK Park, we, we've been we've We've had uh, a major renovation in the in the forecast here for several 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 years. Uh, back in 2016, 2017, we began a process with community meetings as far as park design. Um, as that went through um, through the process, and we got to the cost of that project. At that time, it was quite expensive. I believe it was eleven twelve million. And so over the past couple of years, we've been taking all of that information from that master planning process and trying to bring that into a little bit more of a realistic uh, scope of the project. Um, so we, we kicked that back up a couple of years, about two years back. Um, we're at the point now where we've we've had community meetings. We've gone through the Parks and Rec Advisory Board, the CRA Advisory Board for input. Um, and so we're at the point where we have a, a general design um, and now it's more or less we're just kind of putting the final tweaks on it with our, our design contractor, which is Dix Height. Um, and so the, 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 the main components that we're really, we're, we're really at now are um, just uh, the big one's the playground, obviously. The community playground's a big one, so if we want to maybe just transition to that since yeah. that's a, a yeah. very, very hot-button issue here in Winter Park. <laughs> Um, so, you know, the, the, the big thing, we're, we're, the last part of the before this goes on to commission for final approval is going to be that playground. And so we're working with Dick's Height. We had some community meetings, got input from the residents. Um, we understand there's a, a huge love for the, the current playground there at Castle Park. And so we're going to be working with Dick's Height to try to find a way where we can uh, capture and, and retain um, that traditional playground in some way, shape, or form, but look to add to it so that way the folks that want to see that traditional the traditional structures stay in place, we're going to be able to hopefully do that, but also add some things for folks that want to see some new modern features. And so Dick excites in the final po- process of kind of pulling together those concepts. We'll go through one more um, public process, get some public input, and then hopefully we'll be ready to go as far as moving MLK from the design part <coughs> Yeah. to the actual construction and so um, we already did start the fields were redone this summer so completely rebuilt drainage irrigation um so the, the you know, those were completed over the summer and just reopened in september and then probably the next place you'll see dirt starting to move is over on the corner of denning and morris where we will be have it will be starting the construction on the unity corner the mlk unity corner right um that's a lot That park, a lot. i'm sure uh <laughs> i'm
0: sure anderson child or two and a. Um, a Gardner, uh, Gardner-Eckbert child or two, and I know a stark uh, two children had spent a t- good time there growing up. So
3: It'll be, it'll be great to see that park uh, renovated and given a facelift so yeah. it kind of matches the front of the house with the new event center and the library. So it'll That's, be a great, great, great place for, the, for families in the community. That's fantastic.
0: Uh, Mayor, you know, the MLK uh, Memorial, um, that's been a discussion and it's been taking place for a while. It's nice to see and great that the city's, you know, kind of making that commitment.
2: You know, what's great about that discussion and that dialogue is that, uh, you know, we have a special group of people that are looking from, um, you know, from that neighborhood that are really looking at what is going to bring the history alive and the memory alive. And it's fairly complex. You know, you get into a lot of discussions about sculpture and art and that kind of thing. But I'm glad to know that we have a neighborhood that's committed to bring the history alive of both their neighborhood and the national scene.
3: Yeah, we had a great group from the Hannibal Square uh, community as well as input from the Heritage Center, which I think really helped kind of steer that conversation. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm,
2: I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do with the splash park and the water park and all well, that kind of thing. And that's where, like I said, that's where Dick's Height
3: right now. I kind of, you know, the playground is one of those things where there's, you know, there's, a, there's the emotional side. And I get that with our residents. But there's also the practical side and having something yeah. that. So that hopefully, you know, the direction we've given Dick's Height on the design is that let's try to make as many people as we can happy. Um, and I think we can do that. So, have, you know, this is our to, in my, my opinion, this is a this is, you know, 40 years ago. The city invested a great deal to make the, the playground. And this is our this is our chance to do something for the next 40 years. Great.
2: So. Yeah. And awesome. I would make a shout out to the library and their programming for all the kids as well. Yeah. It's, it's really a one stop place mm-hmm. for kids to, you know, develop right both on the field and, and in the library.
0: Love that! Isn't
1: the theme of your career make as many people happy as possible? <laughs> yeah,
0: I try. It's a it's a
2: it's a, it's uh, it's an, a good a motto. Day, day in and day out yeah. battle.
0: It's a good motto. So let's move a little bit to the Howell Branch Preserve. Sure. Tell us, you know, where where that remind people where that is and what's sure. happening there.
3: So the Howell Branch Preserve is another project that's been years in the making. The city got a a grant um, through the state um, to look at conservation and uh, environmental improvements to the Howell Branch Preserve, as well as looking to activate it in some ways through a trail, um, that's that's that, it been a, a bit of a process. As any, you know, Everybody loves the idea of a trails until they're going through their backyard, and then all of a sudden trails and connectivity become a little less appealing. Um, and so we had those expected issues as far as making folks feel comfortable about what we're doing. Um, the process has taken a little bit longer because we've had to do that, but now I think we're at a point where um, we've got a plan that meets the requirements of the grant as well as meets the um, you know the expectations or, or the or, or is acceptable to the residents in that area right. and so hopefully uh, here at the end of the month, the next commission meeting we'll be bringing that forward to commission for approval, and then from there, um, hopefully once again we'll be mobilizing very short very soon to begin construction That's great.
2: I mean, I, I will. I will say the bulk bulk of the grant funding is really there to rebuild the canopy. You know, there was some invasive species, and now we're going to end up replacing those with Florida native canopy, and it's just it's sort of tied in with our sustainability efforts, also. Love it.
0: That's great. So, um, one other progress point. Yes. Uh, how's what's, Prog- what's latest progress, there? Progress.
3: Progress point. We brought that through to commit. That's another one that's been. It's been. We've been. <laughs> It's been in design for quite a bit, and um, we, uh, we've we taken that through Parks and Rec Advisory Board as well. We've, we've gotten that approved. We took it to commission, and the commission approved the general design as well as adding some ad alternates to that park. And so right now, Progress Point, we're looking at you know, a nice urban park. We'll have a nice fountain, uh, shade cabanas. Um, so it, I think it's going to be a very – it'll be a nice urban – urban high uh, you know urban park for folks and hopefully it helps activate a little bit with orange avenue and those businesses along there as well um and so with that project we like i said it brought to commission um general approval of the plan there's a few little tweaks that we had to make um from a a um uh pedestrian walkway bike pedestrian or bike bike mm-hmm. path um alignment um so uh, our our uh, Design design team is going and making those changes, and those should be going back to commission end of the month or beginning of October, and then from there, that'll we should be able to start that project as well. That'll probably what you'll see. It probably won't be that exciting at first because that's part of that'll be the Palmetto realignment. Mm. Um, that'll right. happen obviously before we start doing the park because we don't want to build a park and have to make a mess doing a road. Right. So we'll start with the road first.
0: What is there? Um what what's the parking like? Will, will there be parking around it? and is there any commercial entity or opportunity in that space right now or not really?
3: um i'll I can touch on that a little bit. I guess. Um, there is parking. There's a surface lot that's off Palmetto that'll be that's already existing. that'll be right. redone as okay. part of the project. And there will be some off-street parking along, I believe Palmetto uh, or on-street parking rather. Um, mm-hmm. And then as far as um, public-private type business ship at, uh, partnership activation. Um, it's something that the city is looking at It's um, kind of a second phase, mm-hmm. potentially putting out an RFP and, and attracting some type of business that makes sense, that's going to be a value add to the residents. We're not, I don't think we'd want to put a, an office building there, no. but put something that is a, is, it's complementary. Got it. Great. Um, we'll go,
0: just two more quick things. Um, Central Park, um, the stage is being redone
3: and looks exciting. What's the latest on that? Well- uh october 4th is our grand or should be our grand is supposed to be our grand opening Will be <laughs> the
1: grand opening i'm being very measured be. in what i
3: say since somebody <laughs> here has a vested interest in that stage being done before october 9th <laughs> right. um, and so yes it is on track to be uh completed here shortly i believe next week we're supposed to be able to start getting into the actual work site and start doing the landscaping and kind of putting the some finishing touches on it um so that it is ready to go and usable for the art festival um I think we'll, we'll probably what we'll see for the Art Festival weekend is a little bit of a, a scaled-back landscaping around it because we don't want to landscape it and then have a, a few thousand people marching through for a Art Festival. Yep. Um, but, yes, we will have the stage open. Uh, it's a 10 four, uh, October 4th, 10 a.m. is when we'll be having that uh, cool. ribbon-cutting, and so we're, we're on track. And that's open to the public, and come one, come all. Or yes, not that. I, I b- believe it's open to the public, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, we won't throw you out at central park if you show up yeah
0: it's <laughs> good just your dog yeah exactly <laughs> yes um winter park pines golf course mayor we talked about this i think at one of our other shows when the city made a commitment to purchase a golf course um and there's a lot going on there uh, can you talk a little bit about how that golf course is shaping up
3: sure so um we're really excited about the winter park pines golf course it's been a, it's so far so good um obviously anytime you transition while you're you know it's a it, we didn't close so right. it was kind of like that's a quick tough. handoff it was a yeah. baton handoff um, but I think we've gotten we've gotten to the point now where I think we've made some some good strides as far as the conditions of the course um, compared to when we we took it over back in late April till now we've already made some great strides um, we've you know we have our golf advisory board that's helped steer helping us steer on that and um, uh, you know it was from a from a Uh, course experience as far as the conditions we're we're really we really think that with our with our in-house knowledge and we're you know working with our our outside some outside help as well that we can really get that course you know in the same uh, going in the same direction as the winter park nine right Uh, we've shown that we have the ability to do it here in the city with our staff with the nine and so i think given it's going to take time i mean we're you know it's there's some issues out there with you know i know the Everybody's biggest issue is drainage and when it rains. And, you know, we live in Florida, um, so that's going to happen. But I think some of those things over time, we're going to help, we're going to be able to find some solutions that may may not be Augusta, um, but it's going to be a better version of the Pines. I love it.
0: How can people stay up to speed with what's happening in Park with Parks and Recs in the city of Winter Park? So
3: always follow us on social media. Parks and Rec has, we're, we're, you know, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, We have a, a very active website as far as at the city of Winter Park to take a look at. Um, but definitely through social media, if you, if you email the department, you can get signed up for our, our newsletter and our updates as well. Um, and so, you know, we're definitely out there. You know, you know, we, we try to make sure everyone knows what's going on. And um, so we're, we look Love forward it. to a very busy fall and all of our events and getting these projects moving.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, thank you so much, Jason Seeley, Director of Parks and Recreation for the City of Winter Park. Thanks for all you do for, uh, for Winter Park. Thank you for having me. So we're going to transition now to um, uh, another guest. And before we even really give him an introduction, we're going to follow on the Winter Park Pines Golf Course. The grass and the greens and the tea boxes are one thing, but the food and beverage is another. And Paul Twyford, uh, who is here, will get into a better introduction of, of Paul in a moment. But Paul is um, helping to lead the transition of the food and beverage side of the golf course. So, Paul, welcome. Go right into food and beverage, and then we'll talk more about why we really brought you here.
4: (laughs) Thank you so much, Sam, for having me this morning. And uh, yeah, we're super excited about the opportunity to create a place in the Winter Pines that will serve as a congregation place for the residents that live in the community, Um, because I think... That while it was historically a place where golfers could get food and beverage, um, it, it, I don't think it was exploited in in terms of you know a place that people thought of as let's go hang out there, right? right. So, um, so that's kind of the the idea behind and the vision behind what we're doing here. And so, you know, step by step, we're incrementally uh, improving it, and uh, we'll be having a a grand reopening uh, towards the end of October. Awesome. Fantastic.
0: Well, we'll get you a a more appropriate introduction. I'm going to ask Betsy to do that, and... um Uh, We're grateful that you're doing that at the golf course and and so many other things in Winter Park. So, Betsy, can you maybe give a more proper introduction for Paul?
1: Yes. So, Paul is the committee chair of the 49th Annual Autumn Art Festival Committee. And uh, the Chamber of Commerce puts on the Autumn Art Festival this year uh, presented by Keller Williams Winter Park. But we have uh, over 400 volunteers and a committee of people who meet for all through the year to help plan the elements of the art festival, without whom we simply could not put on the art festival. And so we're grateful to all of our um, our volunteers that are helpful in terms of uh, helping us connect to resources like musicians and volunteer brigades, and all those kinds of things. So many people know Paul through Winter Park as a Rollins graduate, Indeed. as a huge supporter of all things Rollins, including being the Teak chapter advisor <laughs> here. <laughs> and then Paul famously started the Winter Park Distilling Company in the Bear and Peacock, which used to be on Orange Avenue. Right now is kind of a traveling roadshow thing. <laughs> and um, Paul has got other businesses as well, but is really well-respected uh regionally for his entrepreneurship and his commitment to community. And we're so grateful that Paul leads our volunteer committee uh, for the Autumn Art Festival this year in its 49th year. That's
0: amazing. Paul, I guess the first question is, Why'd you take that on uh, with everything else that you have going on in our community?
4: I'm a glutton for punishment, Indeed. I think, is the answer to that <laughs> oh question. Oh, no. Deeply
1: rewarding volunteerism, Paul. Right. That's what, that, we're calling that's it. what I meant
4: Life to say. Life is for yeah. service, as you learn <laughs> here at Rollins. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In my spare time, uh, amongst all the other commitments that I have. No, it's a very rewarding uh, opportunity. And um, while I um, started on that committee, not having any intention of being the chair of said committee. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> have enjoyed my time very much serving in that role. And, uh, you know, it's a great, uh, festival to be part of, um, on any level, uh, just as a participant to go see some great art and enjoy some, uh, great entertainment that, that, you know, shiny new stage that we're yes. going to have uh, is going to be put to good use right away, and it's uh, it's it's just a great festival featuring. Florida-based artists, which I think is really a unique uh, uh, opportunity for people to see.
0: Yeah, and, and Betsy, that's really the distinction, right, between the Autumn Art Festival and the Spring Art Festival? Is yeah, so the sidewalk? Spring
1: fe- Festival is a, a global festival attracting mm-hmm. talent from around the world. The other important distinction is that the Spring Festival is hosted on the friday as well we're only saturday and sunday and we're uh, october 8th and 9th of course in in the central business district central park and the surrounding areas and you know we couldn't do this without the support and help of the city who provides legions of people at parks and rec and um and we're so grateful especially i'm joking about the stage but we're so grateful to have a proper stage for this because we do have artists um, performing all weekend so right. we have over 180 visual artists that will be presenting their wares and booths and we had almost twice as many people apply this year so, yeah, so i think you can expect uh, the bump up in the quality standard this year but we've got favorites like uh, sean holcomb is coming back the buzz cats are coming back we've got you know one of my favorites is the winter park high jazz band they're right. so so talented these kids and then the ucf flying horse orchestra i mean there's just Things I look forward to every year as far as um, musical entertainment. And that will be going on on the stage the whole weekend. And so the key to kind of enjoying that is posting up, right? And we have two tents there where you can buy passes and be in those tents listening to music, um, enjoying food and beverage. We actually have TVs on so you can track your progress of your teams while they're <laughs> watching football. Um, and just really feel a sense of place. So if you want to go out, see some art, pop back in the tents and and check in on on the music there's just kind of a multi-dimensional aspect to the festival that i think is really part of the value proposition uh, of enjoying it yeah. so
0: mayor you know city of arts and culture uh, two golf courses now to ma- ma- you know major art festivals what what's the economic impact from your seat and for, for the sort of the benefit for the community
2: You know, uh, the art scene between museums existing and planned, between these visiting art festivals, it really puts Winter Park on the map. And people come here for those purposes. Um, You know, I've encountered people in Montana that also have said, wow, you know, you said you were from Winter Park, but, oh, that's where they have all the art stuff. Oh, that's also where they have one of the top rated nine hole golf courses in the country (laughs) but uh but you know we just have so many things going on but the culture aspects i know the annie russell is starting up their season this year is i mean this weekend as well here at rollins and um you know i cannot think of any other place in the country where the concentration of art support is so great and uh, and then you can go walk on the avenue with your dog and have dinner, <laughs> but not in the park <laughs> 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 uh, uh, but uh, it's just such a it's just a wonderful time yeah great
0: betsy how about you know the the merchants i mean 49 years later the impact just for the central business district merchants has to be pretty real.
1: So we're driving over 150,000 people to our single destination on that weekend. Mm -hmm. And of course, that means more foot traffic, more revenues, um, more brand awareness for our merchants and restaurants. So we're delighted to showcase what makes Winter Park special. We've had a lot of really interesting entrants in the past year to our landscape in the Central Business District, and we want people to come see it. We want them to learn about it, yeah. right, and and experience it. Um, and so, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity, and what we hope is that people will linger and learn something new about Winter Park that they didn't already know Um, And Winter Park is a home to art and culture. And so we want our artists themselves to feel welcome. Um, We'll be receiving 180 of them from around the state. And so that's a logistical feat in and of itself. But we want them to enjoy our restaurants and our shops and and feel a sense of welcome here when they come to Winter Park.
0: Paul, we all know that there are uh, committees uh, in name and title only. And there are committees Mm -hmm. that work you know a lot of hours and a lot of effort and these volunteers do a lot and and i from experience this committee is is on that latter side where there's a lot of dedicated people rolling up their sleeves spending weekends late nights planning for this can you talk a little bit about the makeup of the committee and you know, what you all do to help make this happen?
4: Absolutely. So there are, like you said, so many dedicated people, many of whom have served on this committee for decades. And the, the amount of kind of institutional memory and knowledge on that committee are just, is just spectacular. Um, I'm, like I said, just privileged to, to be among those people. And, uh, you know, we start the planning for this year's committee right after the end of last year's festival, right? right? And so, um, you know, we have kind of a wrap-up meeting. And then in February, we really start in earnest, you know, getting all of the pieces in place for this festival. So this is not something we throw together at the last minute. I mean, we work all year on, uh, you know, making sure everything is right.
0: Fantastic. So remind us of uh, the dates and how people can you know learn more and and b- buy some tickets and passes and get involved.
4: Absolutely. So there, it's October eighth and ninth. Um, we we had you know the entrance to the park and to the festival is free, but as Betsy mentioned, there are some opportunities if you want to get a little closer to the uh, to the stage, you want to have um, you know some some other uh, uh, you know um, opportunities to entertain for instance so we have the VIP tent which uh, has uh, premium food and beverage um, uh, we have the beer tent which uh, you know uh, kind of speaks for itself it's a, a fun place that like Betsy said has uh TVs to to track the ball games, fans to keep you cool. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, there's just a, a ton of cool opportunities to uh, to kind of uh, elevate your experience uh, with the festival. Fantastic.
1: So on the patron package side, it's it's a wonderful opportunity to do a couple things. First, get everything you can out of the festival, but also support our artists. So. Um, $400 gets two patrons into the festival. They get passes to all of the exclusive events. Two-day passes to the VIP lounge, so all of your food and drink is covered for two days. Plus, you get an exclusive patron lanyard that you can walk around the festival and let people know that you're invested. Um, You get a signed festival poster, recognition in the festival guide, and then you get $250 in art dollars that you can go spend on art. So it shows our artists, an enhanced commitment on the front end that our community is there to back them commercially. And I have a great piece of news on the VIP package side. We are offering, starting this week, a 10-pack of VIP passes for actually $600. So that'll be, instead of the $75 rack rate, a $60 rate on a 10-pack of those. So perfect way to entertain corporate guests or if you've got family in town, just post up the VIP tent, and you can get all of that at winterpark.org you know a couple of key ways that that people can plug in and get in into the festival obviously we talked about patron and vip we'd love you to volunteer yeah. if you know a high school student that needs volunteer hours please have them come to winterpark.org or call us at the chamber we can connect people to volunteer opportunities we still have sponsorships available if someone like to connect to a sponsorship and then we hope you'll think about serving on the committee in the future because it's a really active group of people who care Uh, a lot about art and we are so excited that this year's festival is going to be taking place yet again you know we didn't have it two years ago due to covid so you never miss something until it's gone right and so we we are so grateful to be back better than Mm -hmm. ever with a a new stage and uh, our wonderful committee and we really look forward to seeing everybody
0: fantastic paul any last words
4: uh, come out and have a good there time. Go. I love it.
0: Well, thanks for what you do as an alum of Rollins and as a community leader, and uh, obviously as a uh, as the the chair of the Autumn Art Festival. So um, great, great discussion. You know, I, I sort of as college football and pro football is starting. You know, some of these teams they start off slow, but you two don't start mm-hmm. off slow. You guys are right <laughs> back in it after a couple months off. But you guys are, brought your A game. So, uh, Mayor, any final words for uh, for the city?
2: Now, we just, you know, I was able to go down and and did my walk down to the farmer's market um, last weekend. And, you know, it is just such, you know, post-COVID, I thought maybe people would stop hanging out down at Central Park. But it's not. There are people still setting up tables, having picnics on Saturday morning. The number of strollers and toddlers running around is refreshing And, uh, you know, it's just a great place to be in Central Florida, you know, here coming into the fall. Love
0: it. Betsy, how about for you?
1: Well, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, because we are packed with stuff going on all the way through the end of the year, including all of our holiday celebrations. So good idea to follow the chamber, uh, because we've got something going on every single week. And we would absolutely love to have more people aware of what we're doing Um, Because we're trying to build a a much more inclusive model of how people can engage with Winter Park. So um, we hope that people will track what we're doing and join in.
0: Love it. Well, uh, thank you all for being here. What a great show. Special thanks to uh, David and Layla, our awesome student um, leaders with WPRK, who are helping with our show and our production. Uh, Special thanks again to uh, Mayor Anderson and Betsy Gardner-Eckbert with the Chamber. Be sure to follow our show on podcast and feel free to share it with friends and neighbors and colleagues. We'll be back in October. uh, And next Wednesday morning, we will be back with Rollins around town. So tune in Wednesdays at 9. With that, uh, we say thanks and have a great day in Winter Park.
3: Thank you.